Welcome to the ICFM Leadership Podcast, where we focus on empowering, equipping, and leading. We pray this message will bless and inspire you. Well, today's topic is about leadership. When you think about that, if you're like me, I feel so unqualified. But then when I get into the Word of God and I realize, wow, what an honor it is for each and every one of us for God to to consider us as leaders and to realize as leadership, it's not all about us. It's also about those that we have influence over, that God trusts us to help mode. God chose us to help those fulfill their destiny. I remember one time when I was with uh, Denise and Rick Renner, we were had been on a cruise and and I sat in front of him, and, and he just began. I watch how he did. He'd go to this person and that person and this person and that person, and it wasn't all about him. He was being used by God to encourage other people. And I thought to myself, now that's a true leader. That's a true leader. When they're not just thinking about themselves and the call of God on their life or the destiny of God, but they look around and see, God, who do you have your hand upon? And then they ask the Lord, help me help them. That's been one thing when I was, before I was ever really in ministry, I float in the gifts of the Spirit and I say, God, I don't think this is so good for it to just be the pastor and I. Surely there are more in here that you want to use. I said, Father, if you'll show me, I'll do my best to help them. And he did. And I have lived by that from them. I'll watch people. I'll make an observant. And I will want to encourage them. Because the enemy does a good job many times to discourage people. Like, who are you? Well, it's not who we are. It is who he is. When God created you and I, he put gifts inside of us and talents on the inside. The gifts and the talents chosen by God because of your destiny. He doesn't just say, oh, I'd like this one to have that gift and this one to have that gift. No, because of the destiny he put on the inside of us, he knows what gifts and what talents we're going to need to have operating in our life to fulfill the call of God on our life. That's an awesome thing when you begin to think about it. We are so blessed. We are so blessed that we serve God, so blessed that he put his hand upon us. I tell anybody, if you're still breathing, then there is still a plan of God for your life. You'll never stop fulfilling that that plan. There's still giants to slay. There are people needing encouragement, and you need to train your people to be a giant slayer, You also need to train your people to be observant of other people so we can all fulfill the call of God, our destiny. When you think about that, you need the confidence. And what is going to give you confidence? Well, what's going to give you confidence in God using you is spending time with him in prayer. There's something about prayer. I always say this, you'll never rise any higher than your prayer life. because your prayer life is when God works on the inside of you. And you won't, you'll get from going from doubting yourself to having confidence that what flows out of you is from God himself. And he's chosen you and you're a leader for such a time as this. 
Nothing is going to change in your life just having a destiny or having a dream or having a call. It doesn't happen without you being committed and without you spending a lot of time in prayer. Prayer determines everything. Prayer determines success or it determines failure. One of the things I've realized, don't compare your assignment with someone else. Each assignment is different. One is not greater than the other one. They're different assignments. So don't compare your assignment with anybody else. Don't try to be anybody else. Just be you. Just begin to know the Father like never before. I always, when I'm praying, I say, Lord, I want eyes to see like you. I want ears to hear like you. But, oh, God, give me a heart. Give me your heart. Because there's much to be done for the kingdom. And we're it. Prayer does another thing that I like. Prayer opens up the supernatural to you. Because you'll become trained to hear God's voice. You'll be trained to, I'll say it this way, you don't need a bomb to explode. It's that still, small voice that begins to talk to us. And I've learned a real leader is not self-centered. A real leader wants to produce other leaders. I remember in, in Savannah one time, they called and wanted all what they called the prophets of the land. I said, if you'll call it for all leaders, I will go. Because I had this inside of me, it just, to me, reeked like those just trying to out-prophesy one another and all that. But I went, I said, Dathan, don't have a bad attitude. Go. Well, I did. And that's exactly, now this is probably 30 years ago, and that's exactly what I walked into. Everybody wanting to give a prophecy, giving a word. And I, on the way home, I cried like a baby. I said, God, if this is the best you have, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that I didn't push more. I'm so sorry, Father. And he said, Datha, live your life as if you're the only child of God I have, but with a hard attitude of there's a million more like you. So as when we think about we're leaders, we've got to realize we have responsibility to fulfill what God wants, not just what he wants for you, but what God wants. And when you begin that to where you're not self-centered, you're going to find there'll be many leaders that God will bring across your path for you to help them, for you to aid them, teach them how to pull out what's on the inside of them so that they can fulfill their destiny. I think of it like this one. This one has a destiny. This one has a destiny. This one has a destiny. And together, pulling together, we will fulfill what God wants. Leadership. We don't want it like the world to cause leadership. Politicians fight for it. They want to be the leaders. Clergy can do that. Jockey for positions. Athletes want to be the best athlete there is. Students many times will cheat to get the better grade. We don't want to be that. We want to be a leadership as far as his responsibility to fulfill what God wants. So we have to watch our attitude and make sure that our attitude is one that is pleasing to God. One of the things I've learned is, Datha, think out of the box. Don't, don't be so rigid. Think out of the box. What am I wanting you to achieve? And when you get on that, things will change. I remember I felt so led to have a drama on healing. 
I saw God. I prayed, I prayed, and prayed. But every time I would go pick up a pen to start to write it, I would lose the anointing. And I said, God, what is it? I'm getting no rest on this. So I need some revelation. And all of us, one of our young men in church came. He said, Pastor, I feel led of God to write a healing drama. Now, since I knew I had not shared that with anybody, I said, oh, you're the one to do that. You write it. My job will help pray. I will just give my time to prayer. And see, there were two became leaders. It wasn't all on one, but it was two doing what God wanted them to do to achieve the dream of God. So we got to learn to think outside the box and ask God. I remember a few years ago, I wanted to do um, something. I was, I'll tell you exactly. I was praying and I said, God, it really bothers me how everybody is talking so negative about you. I love you so much. You deserve honor. And say, God, this is not pleasing to me. Give me an idea, Father. Just give me an idea. And then I said, you know, he, again, I had an idea. And I said, okay, God, how do I know if this is my idea because it's your dream or it's mine? Because I thought this is going to be a lot of work if it's not your dream, if we're not fulfilling it. And I said, you know how I am? I said, oh, I know how I'll know. I'll know by the outcome. And the Lord said, no. He said, my children are doing it wrong. He said, you follow peace, Data. And that changed my life. When I'm in decision, then I know I have to go back and pray because I've got to see the leadership to bring this to pass. So Kippy, uh, uh, he booked the Civic Center. We had, I mean, we worked over six months, probably a year, to get everything just perfect. And I said, I went to Dennis Maddox, our praise and worship leader. I said, Dennis, this is a dream that God gave to me. So I want you to go over every song with me so that it's the right song. I thought that sounded pretty good. And the Lord said, Datha, I gave you a psalmist. Let him do his ministry. I said, oh, okay. All right. So I went to Dennis and I said, Dennis, you don't have to go over any song with me. You are the psalmist. This is what God wants you to do for him. And I know you'll do it well. Then came Kippy and he said, "Uh, Pastor, I think we need to have people go over, you know, the covenant, I'll just say, or um, the government side. Are you listening to me? And so I said, well, I don't know if I want to call that company. That's going to be a lot more money. So I went in prayer and God said, Datha, don't you have an administrator? I said, "Uh, yeah. He said, then let him administrate this. So I said, okay. So we had a meeting. I said, I'm to be the one to pray. Y'all are the ones to make it happen. And so afterwards, just before we did it, I said, okay, God, the psalmist is doing his ministry, fulfilling it. The administrator is doing his ministry gift. I said, now, what do I get to do? He said, close with prayer. (laughs) I laughed about that. I said, okay, I'll just say a closing prayer, not a 30-minute one, but just a few-minute one because I had to laugh. So I would say, think out the box. What terrible it would have been if I had done the drama, written the drama, or if I had been doing the work of the administrator, any of that. So don't ever just get to where you don't get out of the box. Seek God. 
because no, God knows how to do everything. One other thing that I remember when I walked into the church, I want to help you on this. I walked in the church, it was Tuesday night prayer, and I thought, wow, the care of the church has left me. Well, now that's really strange. I hadn't resigned, but I knew it had been lifted off of me. So I went to Pastor Lisa and Kippy, and I said, I'm not responsible for the church. I said, I don't know what's going on, but I felt real happy, real full of joy. Y'all are the ones that take over the church from now. And someone said, and she said, Mother, what are you going to be doing? I said, I have no idea. I do the first step. I obeyed him in that step. But I know enough about my God that he never puts a man on the shelf that is a faithful man. Once you've been a leader, you are still a leader. There are still gifts and talents on the inside of you. So just trust God. When he tells you to do something, be a leader that quickly obeys him and one that he doesn't have to reveal everything to you, that you trust him, that you trust him. So you need to focus on the master plan for all of us together. You're not going to be always in control. But I wrote this down. Your thoughts control your mind. Your mind controls your actions. So you've got to always keep your mind on the thought of God. Be submitted to him. Never allow your mind to have, I'll say this, have a thought that would bring harm, that would stop the plan of God, that would hinder the plan of God. I say this too. One of the things that I really truly know about being a leader is what you've done in the past is in the past. Take a stake, put it on the ground and say, that is what I did. But guess what? I have a new call. I have a new destiny. I always say this about God. He is a, he's a, I call it like a, a dropper. Like he's, he's an action dropper. He's a plan dropper. He doesn't tell you everything, but what you have done, you have done. Close the door to what you have done and look to your new assignment. Don't, don't go in the past. Don't go in the past. If you're still breathing, you have another assignment of fulfillment. It's all one assignment, but it's step by step, step by step. So I always say, what I've done in the past, I've done, but I'm challenged with new assignments. I like that. See, you're to be a lion. You're to be a lion. You're not to be a coward. I say, I've said this many times for my church, when I heard a little stirring that I thought, well, that's not good. I'd say, don't mess with me. <laughs> you got to realize nobody can do your assignment like you could do your assignment. Never, 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 ever underestimate the power of what God has chosen to put in you. I heard this uh, saying, as a tree is hid in a seed, so your future as a leader is not ahead of you. It is within you. I like that. I'm going to say it again. As a tree is hid in a seed, so your future as a leader is not ahead of you. It is still inside of you. One of the things I, I think about when it comes to Moses, Moses said to the Lord when the Lord had called him, Oh, Lord, I've ne- I'm never been eloquent. Neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech and tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go and I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. 
Greatness is measured by how much, I like that, how much of yourselves you lose in service to another. A leader is always one that looks after other people as well. Greatness is measured by how much of yourselves you lose in service to other people. Worry is nothing in the world but a dream eater. You've got to learn to fight, fight for success. Never give up. Always learning, always learning. I'm a reader. I'm a reader. I love to read the Word of God. I'm one of these. I set a time early and actually before I was in ministry. I said, I'm going to have my prayer time from three to five. Because even later on in the day, if I get busy and don't start studying or don't start praying, I've already got two hours in and I can go and have two more. Now, that may not be your assignment. But for me, I love that intense praying to be from three to five. And I like to use that other prayer for other things. Prayer is open up to the supernatural. It opens you up. You can tell those that pray and you can tell those that pray about themselves. We have got to come to the place that we're sold out to God, that we realize nobody's going to take our place but you're going to achieve what God wants you to. When I decided to open a bookstore, one of the first things that I did, I know I had 25 people, if not more than that, come to me. I called it a teaching center. I said, I'm going to open up a teaching center. They said, when? I said, whenever it's the timing of God, but you are my friend, so I'm sharing it with you. And I had so many calling and say, I want you to listen to this tape, and if you'll listen to this, you'll see that I'm the one that was called to do it. And I said, Y'all might as well relax. It's okay. I don't care if there are 50 people that are going to have a teaching center. When it's the right time of God, then I'll be number 51. I thought to myself, no, no, no. That's not how God operates. That's not how God operates. You concentrate on what he's called you to do. Do it the best of your ability. But at the same time as you lift one hand to God, take that other hand and lean back and grab somebody and pull them with you. At a church that I was at, before I was in the ministry, I gave out messages. My pastor would give it out in tongues. I would do the interpretation. And so I began to realize we're the only two in this church is flowing. That's really not a good thing. So I said, Lord, if you'll help me, if you'll show me people that have that gift but don't know how to function, then give me the wisdom I'll be glad to help them. I don't know everything, but I sure would be glad to share what I do know. And he began to do that. And I, all I did is go by them and say, come on, you got it. Go ahead. You've got it. I didn't do that all the time. I just did it when I knew people were just stumbling and they just needed to build their confidence up. And as you do that, you're going to find there's going to be more leaders around you. When the COVID hit, So many churches closed down, but we said, this is our time. That We are so close to the other side. And we said, we're going to always have one one learning and one doing. One learning and one doing. One learning and one doing. Because we knew that God was going to explode of revival. Churches, I still believe, churches are going to have great revivals. Nobody, no leader should only want to be the one. Every leader should be somebody who wants to be one of the ones. So when you become just one of the ones, do you realize how things could be different?
I decided I wanted to do something more for God. And so I decided I'm going to start wearing T-shirts. That's just not my personality. I decided to wear T-shirts with writing all over that shirt about Jesus. And I started going up to strangers that I never met before. And it's amazing what God did. It's amazing to me. And it called so in the church that other people were doing it. One lady in our church, she was outside at Sam's, and this lady had difficulty getting in her car. She said, ma'am, can I help you? And she did, and then she said, can I pray for you? So she started praying for this lady. Then come another lady, she said, I want in on that. Will you pray for me? I think there were about four or five people. I'm telling you, don't just be a leader in the church. Be a leader outside of that. Watch what God will do. I went up to one man, and I said, sir, where are you going to go when you die? Now, God had told me, Nathan, you don't have to use, he told me you can use Christian talk. So I said, where are you going to go when you die? He said, I'm going to go to hell with all my friends. And I said back, I said, no, you're not. He said, how do you know? I said, because you're a Christian. He said, how do you know? I said, the Lord just told me. Said, now, if you're a Christian, I know what the problem is. You're not going to church anymore. And he said, yes. I said, why? And he said, my wife died, and I just haven't had a desire to go back. And I said, sir, do you stop and think all that time of praying, all the gifts and the talent God put inside of you, what are you doing, just throwing it down? You don't know what your destiny can be. Your life will determine, your prayer life determines success or failure. You're all needed. I don't care what age. I remember they told me, you know, when I was much younger, that young people, young adults, they are not open to people with age. And I remember that, and I said, well, I'm 70. I guess I'm of age. And I realized that's not true. That's just something the devil came up with a lie. Because I realized I went to a wedding, and I was sitting at a table, and here come a whole bunch of young men, young men, high school, college, sitting around wanting to ask me questions. Oh, I don't care what age you are. I don't care what age you are. You get an anointing on you, God will open the door. You are needed. You are so needed. I wish I knew the right words to tell you how needed you are. But it's going to start stirring up on the inside of you. Fight for it. Fight for it. Go for it like your life determines. Do you realize your life, you going for it, your prayer life can actually mean heaven or hell to someone? Do you realize you being a prayer warrior and being a leader? Do you realize that destiny can change? You are called by God to be the leader. You're called and equipped by God. Never give up. As long as you're breathing, you're still in that arena of leadership for the kingdom of God. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. ICFM is an international fellowship of faith churches and ministries. If you would like more information on our fellowship and what it has to offer, then please visit us online at icfm.org. You can also take advantage of our resources on our ICFM app available on App Store, Google Play, Amazon, and Roku. We pray God's blessings over you as you continue to lead forward.